Chapman University, where big ideas are born. We strive to become multidimensional, original thinkers. The kind of people who flourish in a challenging world. The kind of people who rise to every occasion. The kind of people who can accomplish anything imaginable. Welcome to Chapman Chats. This is a time for you to explore your options and do research on what different colleges and universities have to offer. We hope you can tune in to learn more about who we are at Chapman and get some general tips on the college search and application process. Hi everyone, it is Tuesday, July 6th, and we are recording Chapman Chats remotely once again. My name is Tanaz Norian, and I will be your host today. On this season of Chapman Chats, we will be highlighting some of the awesome courses that we offer here at Chapman. With that said, I am very excited to introduce our guests today, Dr. Brown, Valentina, and Caitlin. We're going to talk about lies you learned in school. I know everyone's curious to learn more about it. I definitely am. Um, so I'm going to let uh, Dr. Brown introduce himself first, where you're from, and a fun fact. Okay, my name is Jim Brown. My students call me Dr. Brown or Doc Brown. I, I guess a fun fact is that I think that's related to uh, Back to the Future and the, that kind of crazy Doc Brown. I don't know. You guys would have to tell me why you call me Doc Brown. Uh, I was born and raised in Santa Ana, California, but I lived in the Midwest for seven years, Illinois and Iowa. In fact, my first teaching job was at a small college in Iowa. Uh, we then moved, uh, my wife and I then moved out to the Bay Area, and I was at San Francisco State University for nine years. I was chairman of the Department of Elementary Education there. I came to Chapman in 1993 as dean of the School of Education. For my first 10 years here at Chapman, I was the dean of the School of Education. And then I said, I don't want to be an administrator anymore. I'd been an administrator at San Francisco State. I just want to be a lowly professor. And they said, fine, go ahead. And that's when I started teaching this course. I've been teaching this course over 20 years. And the lies you learned in school, it's really kind of the hook. It's the provocative title. And, uh, but really, there's a colon after that. So uh, I guess you could call the, the, real, the, the lies before you... Oh, never mind. I was going to say something about the intestines and the colon. But anyway, the, uh, the, the course is really about... An inter- after the colon, it says, Introduction to Critical Theory. And uh, that's really what the, the course is about, and, under, and difficult histories. And so we study difficult histories. I'm kind of joking about it, but the histories we study are not humorous at all. And uh, but um, So I'll just kind of stop there. Did I answer your question? I don't know. That's enough. Thank you, Dr. Brown, for being here. We're excited to learn more about the course. Valentina, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh um, yeah, so my name is Valentina. I am a rising sophomore from Jersey City, New Jersey. I am majoring in psychology with a double minor in music with a voice emphasis and the university honors program. And a fun fact about me is that I'm a tour guide for the Office of Admission. So I actually work with Tanas, which is super exciting. And Caitlin, thank you for being here. Tell us about yourself. Hi everyone, my name is Caitlin. I'm from Oakland, California, but I'm currently living in Anaheim at Chapman Grand. And I had a really good fun fact, like, in my dome, and then I forgot about it right as I started talking. So um, I'm just going to say mine is that I accidentally met Liam Payne from One Direction at the airport. So that's pretty exciting. That is very exciting for all those One Direction fans out there. Oh, and sorry, I forgot my major and minor. Should I say that now? Go ahead. Um, My major is public relations and advertising, and my minor is in music business. Nice. Well, thank you, everyone, for being here. Dr. Brown, I do want to start it off with you and 
the audience wants to understand, how did you go about teaching this course? It's been 20 years. Uh, well, uh, about 20 years ago, I was at the Rogers Center for Holocaust Studies here. Dr. Marilyn Heron directs that, that, that center. And uh, Leon Lason was the youngest member of Schindler's List. And Leon Lason, for the first time, was talking about his experiences. The film had just come out. And uh, he was a high school shop teacher. And, and all of a sudden, he was kind of, spotlight came on him because he was on Schindler's List. And he started talking about his experiences. And I was so moved by that. And I developed a friendship with him. And I, I uh, invited him to come speak to a class. And uh, the class kind of evolved into this, this study of difficult histories, the study of, of, of genocides, the study of uh, things that are difficult to study, like genocides, and we start different genocides, and, but also other, other kinds of atrocities like wars and things like that. My appointment now is in peace studies, so it's linked to the peace studies content. And in a way, the course is an introduction to peace studies. Uh, and each year it kind of evolves and has diff different subjects. Uh, basically the, the same idea. So the themes are, it teaches us about identity and about ideology and, you know, who are you and how could these things have possibly happened? How did we, how did we get to this spot? And it has, that's, of course, is linked to ideology and what your beliefs are. And then uh, I started, you know, as I'm researching this, I, I started identifying people who I would read about, and so I would call the people who I'd read about whose books I'd read, and I said, would you be willing to talk in class? And so one of the things that we study is the Rwandan genocide. And so there's a book by Carl Wilkins, the only American, only known American to stay in, in Rwanda during the genocide, and he wrote a book. Or actually, I found about Carl, out about Carl before he wrote the book. And I just called him, and I said, would you be willing to speak to our class? And so Carl comes twice a year now to Chapman, and he talks about his experiences during the Rwandan genocide. He now has a book called I'm Not Leaving. So that's part of the curriculum. So I think one of the powerful things about this, and the students can, can talk about them, one of the powerful things about the course is that, that you, you study the topic, you read a book about the topic, but the author of the book then is there to talk to you. We want, what we want are first-person accounts to understand these histories. So Leon Lason could talk about what it was like to be on Schindler's List and what he went through during the Holocaust. And Carl Wilkins can talk about, well, what was it like during the Rwandan genocide? And he wrote a book about that. And so then he comes to class. And in non-COVID years, usually what we have is a dinner then afterwards. So students come to my home and, and get to have dinner with Carl Wilkins. And he talks about his books. He's a very inspiring guy, I would say. You guys can talk about that. And so uh, recently I, I picked up some other topics. I uh, figured I needed to also talk about Black Lives Matter. Uh, and so we started reading uh, Tanahashi Coates, and uh, I haven't been able to get him to come to class. But there are the, the changes. Uh, but also, we uh, read about the uh, uh, ISIS uh, genocide of the Yazidi people, and Nadia Murad. And we re read Nadia's book, and now Nadia Murad, the Nobel Peace Prize winner, is coming to Chapman as an, a presidential scholar, and students get to meet her. We'll get we'll get to meet her and talk to her. So that I think is one of the strengths of the course. And why do I teach that? I just think it's something that students need to know about. They need to know about, well, what did you learn in school? I guess people don't understand the, that really that, that, tie, that part of the title until they get to the end of the semester. Did you guys understand it at some point? I, I'd like to hear why Valentina and Caitlin think, tell me if that's an appropriate title. Because every semester I say, well, I'm going to change the title of that. Couldn't I come up with a better title? But then I think the course is known by that title. So when people kind of pass it on, oh, did, are you thinking about an FFC? Oh, here's a course you should think about. So 
I don't know if that answers your question. I kind of babbled on and on and on and on and on. But uh, No, it sounds very interesting. And I'm really excited to hear some of the experiences of the students. But before I do, Valentina, could you explain to the audience what an FFC is? Yeah, so at Chapman, we do have a, um, a few different uh, courses that you have to complete in order to fulfill your inquiries. So you'll be able to take like a social inquiry, um, a quantitative inquiry, whatever it may be to fill your gen ed requirements. Um, the FFC is our first year foundations course, which starts um, your first semester or your second semester of your freshman year. All students have to take it. And it's just basically an intro level class in order to get you into, you know, researching for college level writing and just being able to write at that college level end. Um, so the course covers different topics just based on what you're interested in. Exactly. And this is just one of the awesome FFCs we offer. I know there is a surfing course FFC we offer, so there's a lot to choose from, but this one might be the best, Dr. Brown. (laughs) So Caitlin, can you tell us a little bit about your experience in this course? Feel free to share some highlights, um, projects you worked on. Valentina and I are ecstatic about this course. I think that we tell every single person that we talk to that we were able to take such a great course with such an amazing professor. Shout out Dr. Brown. Um, and yeah, it was just great because I mentioned that I'm from the Bay Area. I went to a severely underfunded and understaffed public charter school where the curriculum wasn't that great. And I knew that if I was going to be taking an FFC outside of like my like major minor areas of study that I wanted it to be something that I'm passionate about. And so I've learned a lot about social justice in this class. And, you know, with Carl Wilkins, like the fact that one person truly can make such a large impact. Um, So I think that it's really important that students are choosing classes that kind of align with what they're interested in learning more about. Um, And especially being like a student of color at Chapman, like I think that it's really valuable that I'm able to learn about some of like histories that kind of tie into my past. Like I was able to learn a little bit about my grandpa being in the Vietnam War, and that's actually how my mom and her siblings were able to come to America from um, their refugee camp back in Thailand slash Laos, like that Southeast Asian area. Um, So yeah, it was quite a nice surprise. Thanks for sharing your experience and being transparent with the audience. That's very important. (laughs) Um, Valentina, feel free to share your experience in the course. Yeah, so one of the main things I really loved about Lives You Learned in School is a very collaborative space. Um, we really were able to kind of speak up and talk whenever we felt like we had something important to add to the conversation. Um, Caitlin and I talked a lot in class. We always had stuff to put in about. Um, but I liked the, the fact that um, Dr. Brown was actually able to take advantage of the virtual setting because obviously this past year was um like primarily online because of the pandemic, um, Dr. Brown was actually able to utilize this virtual space and use like breakout rooms and group projects and just talking points throughout the class in order to make it super interactive. So not only were we having these like really difficult conversations and just being really transparent with each other about the like topics that we were talking about in class, we were also able to bond with our classmates. And because this is like a first year class, like everybody in the class are freshmen primarily, and they all are in the same boat of wanting to make friends. I've actually been able to make my closest friends from this class just because of Dr. Brown engaging in conversation, popping into our breakout room, seeing if everything's going on. That's how I met Caitlin. Like, it's just like a really great environment, not just from a course catalog perspective of what the course is actually taught about, but also just from an environment standpoint too. I think again like it's really important to emphasize that a lot of the topics we discussed in this class are very heavy and 
Um, you know, it breakout rooms do get very awkward sometimes. Like, I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, it was perfect all the time. Like, yes, this class was, I think, a little more tight-knit than, like, some of my other classes. Like, in my econ class, the professor did not have a camera on. But anyways, um, I think it's great that Dr. Brown, you know, always had his camera on and he always welcomed us in and asked us how we were and if we had any questions, like, we could talk about those. We could talk about really anything in this class before diving into, like, what the actual curriculum was going to be. And I think it's super important that professors are creating that safe space so students are more willing to open up about, again, these, like, tough topics. Exactly. And I think that this is very telling, and what I'm realizing right now, is that you guys took this course all through Zoom and just had a great experience. So hats off to you, Dr. Round, for creating such an amazing environment, even behind the camera. Um, so Dr. Brown, this, this question's for you. Um, what are the outcomes you're hoping for students to take on after taking this course or throughout? Well, at the end of the semester, I kind of tell them. <laughs> at the end of the semester, I, I give a last lecture. A lot of professors, particularly my age, do the last lecture because it could be our last lecture. So the last lecture is about uh, realizing that uh, this is the big, big lie that you learn really in school is that you should conform and obey. And that's kind of the first idea that we talk about is the conformity and obedience. And uh, that life should be authentic and that you need to figure out who you are and, and what you're going to do with your life. And life is not just something that happens to you. So it's along the lines of, uh, you know, carpe diem. I think I say summa carpe diem at the end. And then also I want them to realize that they not only need to, to seize the day, uh, damn it, they need to seize their education too. That their education shouldn't just be something that happens to them, that they have to be actively involved in constructing their education, and then eventually their life. And part of that the course is really about, well, well, who the heck are you? What are your beliefs? Well, what did schools tell you about this? What did, what did you learn? What did society, what did the dominant culture tell you about who you are? That's one, like one of the first books that we read. So uh, that's my ultimate goal is to for them to figure out who they are and to realize how much of this narrative is authentic and makes sense for them. But well, maybe some of the narrative doesn't make sense. Uh, what happens when we follow a narrative? Well, what happened in Germany when they followed Nazi, the Nazi ideology, not just the narrative? What happened in the United States when we bought into this narrative that, you know, we have to stop communism? If we don't stop communism in Vietnam, uh, we're, it's going to be the down, this domino effect. Well, okay. And what happens, when we inter what happens when we don't intervene? What happened in Rwanda when the United States turned its back on the people of Rwanda? So uh, I want them to be aware of the failures, of history. Not, it shouldn't just be an American celebration. I love my country. There's lots that we can learn and lots to celebrate about our country. I, do, I really do love our country. I wouldn't want to live in any place else. But I don't want us to keep making the same mistakes that we've made before. We need to learn. That's why we study history, right? We need, to, we need to learn from this. So we need to look at the narratives, the histories that we've been told, and think about them critically. That's what the, I mean, in general, all FCs are about critical thinking. But uh, this is kind of one step beyond that. I don't just want you to be skeptical of things. I want you to be aware of these dominant narratives and how they impact people in oftentimes really, really negative ways. And uh, so uh, that's what I want them to get out of it. it by the time they're done, oh, I want you to recognize that there are multiple narratives, not just this common narrative that you've been taught. And if you don't like the narrative, then damn it, seize the day and do something about it. And that's why we study people who did exactly that 
what did, I mean, look at what Nadia Murad has done. She's practically your age, the age of the three people I'm looking at here. And now she is, she survived this genocide in a really harsh, you can think of the harshest situation there. And uh, now she's rebuilding, helping her culture rebuild. Her culture was almost wiped out, this Yazidi culture. And what is she doing now? She's doing an amazing thing. This young woman, talk about a model that I want you to, yeah, seize the day and be like Nadia, will you? And uh, so that's what I, I want them to get out of it. That's, offing, that's asking a lot, isn't it? Is it too much to ask? I often ask myself that. Is this too much to ask of you? But, you know, I do want to change your awareness about, of course, come on, there are things that we can do to, to make a difference. So that's what the course is about. I, that's what I intend for it to be about. So, Chapman Chats is presented by the Chapman University Office of Admission. Have a topic you'd like to learn more about or a special guest you'd like to hear from? Email us at admit at chapman.edu. That's A-D-M-I-T at chapman.edu. Now, back to Chapman Chats. So for my students, what are the different assignments and projects that you worked on to achieve this outcome? Can you talk about that? I'll let Caitlin start it off. You know, for the sake of transparency again, um, in the very beginning, when we got our very first um, journal assignments and journals, I believe we did once a week or once before every class. Sometimes twice a week. But yeah, yeah. It averages out to be about, we have other kind of quick writes and mm-hmm. things like that, but yeah. Yeah. So I did not do too hot on the first journal. And I remember texting my friends that I had already made in the class. I was like, I have to drop this class. Like, I can't do it. Like, this is impossible. Like, I have no idea how to like connect deeper and go deeper into it, which is what Dr. Ron asked of us. It's a critical theory, critical thinking class, like you have to be able to immerse yourself in what you're learning about and really try to connect to it. Otherwise, you're, there's no use in taking the class if you're not willing to kind of open up. Um, and so, yeah, did not do too hot in the first journal, was kind of freaking out a little bit. I was like, I really like Dr. Brown. I love the people in the class. I don't love the journals. And that's like one of the biggest parts of the grades. Um, I learned to love them. Um, I realized that by doing the journals, which would either connect to what we were talking about in class or what we read about in one of our books, I was able to really think about what we were learning outside of class. And it didn't even feel like homework. It felt like journaling because um, we were doing journals. So that is exactly what it was. Um, but yeah, it just it was nice to kind of be able to reflect about, again, something that I was passionate about outside of class um, and then bring it in and kind of talk about what we wrote about with our classmates in those breakout rooms. Awesome. Valentina, can you share your perspective on the assignments and projects? Yeah, going off of that, again, it was a very collaborative space. And like while we did have like the journals that we had to do, sometimes we'll do quick writes just to summarize like stuff that we learned in class. Um, Something that I really appreciated about the way that Dr. Brown set up the course was that there was no like busy work, if that makes sense. It was all work that we were doing in order to further our understanding of the material. And like Caitlin said, like beginning of the semester is kind of tough to be able to really understand how Dr. Brown wanted us to dig deeper into this material. But because of all of the discussions we would have in class, because we would relate what we were learning about in this book back to the book we read before, it was all connecting in a way that I want to be able to like go and talk to everybody about because I thought the information that we learned in class was so important and the way that was being presented was so important and was able to really resonate with me. But you just have to be able to take the class in order to really understand like how it all kind of comes together at the end. Um, And that was just something that I really appreciated because it was like a full circle moment by the end of the semester. 
Awesome. So Dr. Brown, I've only heard amazing things and a lot of students recommended that I connect with you regarding this course. It was very highly recommended. So can you tell us what your highlight of teaching is or and the highlight of teaching this course? I know it's been many years, so it's gonna take some reflecting for sure. Well, I mean, over the last 20 years, uh, the highlights of the, of the course, I think are, well, there's a couple of them. One is when, uh, when students like Valentina and Caitlin uh, <laughs> reach what I'm gonna call critical consciousness. Oh, okay, I'm starting to get this now. Oh, now I get how Ishmael is connected <laughs> to uh, this next text. And then, oh, oh, okay, yeah. Now I know what, what, what it means to have oh, a dominant culture. And, uh, oh, takers. You mean we're takers? And there's taker lever culture and things like that. So that's definitely the highlight. And, uh, you know, uh, transparency here now, I can tell you guys, since you finished the course, I grade those first journals really toughly because I, everybody's coming in like, well, yeah, I'm an A student, so shouldn't I get a 10 on this? No, you get a seven or an eight or something on your first because, oh, wait a minute, well, how, how come I didn't, you know, and I, no, nobody gets a good grade on the first one. Oops, I shouldn't, that's everybody's going to know now. <laughs> Because I want you to, I do want to motivate you to do that. Come on, you guys can do better than that. Even though, oh, this was pretty damn good, but, but, sure. Uh, so that's just got, yeah. So I, uh, but I and um, does it work? Yeah, it works, doesn't it? You guys, okay. Well, then I'll just, you know, and a lot of people just on the first journal saying, well, here were the key ideas. I know what the key ideas are. <laughs> you know, I want you to tell me what they mean. I want you to, to link it to something else and don't just tell me what I already know about this. Give me something new here. And by oh the, you know, as the semester progresses, you really are doing that. You're starting to make these links. I'm starting to read papers. Well, I never thought of that. So I guess that's part of the highlight is when these students have make, make these creative connections and, okay, now I see the connection between what Carl does and, uh, well, was Carl, uh, why was Carl, uh, why is Carl like nobody else? I mean, I could ask you guys that now. He, I mean, he, everybody else left and Carl didn't. That's what I want you to start to see. You know, what kind of critical consciousness did Carl have? Oh, well, now I'm starting to understand this. And uh, so who else has this? And, and so that's, uh, that's, what I, that's what I love about it. The highlights are the people I get to come in. I mentioned Leon Lason. Leon passed away about 10 years ago. I used to have another dear friend, Jack Paris, who's still alive. He was a Holocaust survivor and used to come in, but he's now 91 and lives in Seattle. He can't come in. So there's a great loss there that you'll never be able to hear these people talk. It's just so moving for them to talk about this. Leon Lason used to come to class and he wouldn't sit says, I want to stand. And he would stand and he would tell us about the scenes from the film Schindler's List and, and how this was this happened or this happened. And he would talk about his brother who was on, got, do you remember the scene where Schindler stops the train to get, to get his assistant off? Well, he also could have gotten Leon Lason's brother off the train, but Leon Lason's brother said, no, my girlfriend is on here and they won't let her off. So I'm going to go with her wherever we go. And so they ended up in a, in a death camp. So he would tell stories like that. And just so poignant and and uh, of course every time we ask a survivor to uh, to uh, tell a story they have to relive this so I'm I'm so uh, I appreciate it so much when 
people were able to do that. But I would say those are those are each semester. That's a highlight of the course when you think about the speakers we had to come in and actually spoke with us about about what they went through. So um, just getting to know, knowing those people, that's a highlight for me. Yeah, that was great. I I know that even speaking from an alumni perspective, having guest speakers and having that interaction with them and understanding and hearing from them is always very impactful. And I'm sure. Sure. You want the primary source. And it's kind of amazing. Usually when I call these people, not everybody, but usually when I call these people, I say, would you be willing to speak with? They go, well, yeah, okay, I'm willing to speak. So uh, we've really had some powerhouse people uh, talk to us. So, Valentina, Caitlin, do you have any advice for our audience who is hoping to take this course or hoping to attend Chapman? Uh, Valentina, I'll let you start it off. So my first piece of advice for any prospective incoming student would definitely be take classes that you're interested in. We really want to stress a personalized education here at Chapman. So we don't want you going into college because it is an investment to begin with. We don't want you going into college taking classes that you absolutely despise sitting in. Um, so definitely there is a two week period at the beginning of every semester to see if you really feel for a class or not, um, because we really want to make sure that you are getting something out of what you're taking and you're not just sitting mindlessly in a class because you don't want that after four years, five years, however long you're at Chapman to um, kind of waste your your college experience. So many of us are thinking like the same things and you know it's great that like everyone has a different perspective on things but the fact that I was able to find so many like similar minded students in this class that like Valentina said I really was able to connect with on a further level is crazy. Um, but okay some advice that I would give high school students is again yeah you're spending way too much time and money at any school really that you choose to further your education at to take classes on a subject matter that you're not interested in. Um, I think especially with FFCs, like I said, there are more than 50 sections um, and there's really a class for everyone. I don't think that you should just take a class because it fits best in your schedule. That might have to be like the scenario that you take once in a while, but you know, a class that you might not really be 100% into could be your favorite class. Um, So, you know, everything happens for a reason. But I definitely think that, like Valentina said, you're investing in yourself when you come to college. And it's important that you're, you know, really listening to yourself. Yeah, I want to add something. I want to go back to the theme I was talking about, this carpe diem, carpe erudio, which is seize your day, uh, seize the day and seize your education. Look, your, your life is going to have limited meaning until you make it meaningful. Same thing with your education. I mean, it is, it is a cliche to say carpe diem, to seize the day, but yet, until you do that, well, what's your life about? Are you just kind of wandering around? And uh, same thing with your education. You want a course to be meaningful? Then jump in with both feet, will you? And, uh, and get into it. Uh, most of the professors here will love you for doing that. That's what, we're, that's what we want in students. We want students to engage. And uh, the most effective professor will provide lots and lots of opportunities for you to engage. And then, uh, well, you know, life is just something that happens to me. My education is just something that happens to me. Okay, if that's what you're going to be like, but that's not the kind of student we want. We want the student just the opposite. We want, oh, come on now. I want this to be, I want this to be, you know, I, I, one of my favorite poets is Maya Angelou. And she says, uh, one of the poems, she says, life loves to be taken by the, the lapel and said, come on, kid, I'm with you, let's go. 
And that's what I, that's what I want my classes to be like. Like, come on, let, with, would you come on with this, in the, with this trip with me? Here's what you have to do. You have to do the reading. You have to do the writing. You have to do the work. And some students say, oh, work, you know. Well, what is life? I mean, life should, shouldn't you love your work? I love my work. And I want you to love what we're doing in class. I want you to jump into that. I want to grab you by the lapels and say, come on, let's go, kid. Get into this stuff. You're, it's really going to be good for you. I know it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be work. And some kids, I, I'm going to stop here pretty soon. And some kids go, well, I'm not good at that. <laughs> Don't tell me that you're not good at it. You can say, well, oh, you know, I'm not very confident about that yet. Okay, that I can understand. You're not maybe good at it yet. Well, I'm not good at math or I'm not good at writing. Or I'm not, well, wait a second. Give yourself a chance, will you? You can learn to do this. You can learn to do this. You can learn to write journals. You can learn to do all this stuff. That's why you're in college. And if you have questions about it, go see your professors, damn it. Say, I don't get this, Brown. Would you come try to explain it to me? <laughs> of course I'll explain it to you. That's why I'm here. So, okay, sorry. Go. No, that was some amazing insight and advice from, from everyone. And for our audience, Valentina just mentioned that Dr. Brown is inspirational and I think that's why he's so highly recommended across campus. He's just easily excitable. <laughs> well, that's what makes fascinating professors and makes... Okay, fascinating, I'll accept. Inspirational is too tough. Awesome courses. <laughs> well, I want to thank everybody so much for joining us today. I had so much fun today on this episode. Like I said, you all gave some great insight and advice. For everyone out there listening to Chapman Chats, make sure to connect with us and check out all the opportunities we are offering to discover Chapman. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much. Thanks for tuning into Chapman Chats. Visit chapman.edu to explore degrees and programs, schedule a virtual tour, or even attend an information session. Need guidance throughout the application process? Be sure to connect with your admission counselor. We're here to help. We'll see you next time.